Gather round, all you ghosts, ghouls, and goblins, for All Hallows' Eve is upon us. In staying with the occasion, we had you tricked, thinking maybe you wouldn't hear from us this week. But we wouldn't do that to you, so instead, we offer a treat, your weekly news. As always, I'm Rico, and here's Marcus. What's up, Marcus? How's it going this week? It's going good. Another solid introduction by our main man, Rico. So that was good. And it's perfect considering Halloween is tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a big deal uh, around here. I know uh, we're kind of flying off the cuff this week because uh, I did end up going out of town this week. Uh, my nephew had his very first basketball game, Ooh. which was very interesting to see a bunch of five-year-olds uh just kind of going at it crazy uh my sister also made her coaching debut uh yesterday so uh a double debut when it comes to basketball in my family and uh you know when your family's all about something like ours is about uh basketball or any of you all that your family's kind of really big into something you know like when those debuts happen like it's a big deal there's expectations and all this kinds of stuff so it was a good time. We had a good time. It was uh, chaotic, but it was. It, it's always great. That's awesome. Who won? The mask. Well, we ended up losing. We ended up losing. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it, was, it was one of those things where they didn't keep score, but of course everybody oh, keeps okay. score anyways. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was uh, my sister's first game. Uh, so shout out to Cell uh, Evander's first game. Shout out to Evander. Um. But it was a close one. We actually ended up playing our first game against the coach of the other team is like one of the high ups or higher ups like in the boys and girls club. So, you know, this guy like old older gentleman, uh, you could tell that he was super um, he had his team like real organized uh, layup lines. You could tell from the get go, like their layup line, the way it looked and the way our layup line looked. And I mean, that's to be expected when uh, you're just starting something off. Uh, my sister kind of volunteered because there was uh, some problems or something where the coach like backed out last minute. So my sister said, "Uh, uh-uh, this ain't happening. Like I'm going to coach the team. So kudos to her for stepping up. And uh, we went up against a way more experienced coach and uh, they had some pretty big kids on their team. Uh, for five world. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But, but it was a good game. It was really solid. We actually went down the first quarter the second quarter, we actually went up by a lot because we had this one kid. I don't know what was the deal, but he scored like 14 straight points, dude. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Uh, and then uh, third quarter, they came back a little bit on us and then like the game just kind of just ended. It, it was it was it was a good time. Uh, and then uh, this coming week, too, I, I made it a point to go not just see him with his game, but also he's getting his tonsils out on Tuesday. Oh my. So, uh, you know, uh, if any of you are familiar with those uh, procedures and stuff, uh, it, it's, it can be rough, uh, especially the older you get. I know Marcus has experienced that. So, uh, yeah, we're just, uh, sending out those, uh, healing wishes and everything that everything goes smooth and that he gets better soon. I know we also have a, a big deal going on uh, this week too, uh, on your side of the family, on your side of the podcast. Oh yeah. My brother is getting married this week, this Saturday is coming Saturday. So everybody's gearing up for it. We're wait, we're, you know, ready for it. And then that's because two weeks after that, or two weeks or three weeks, 
my cousin Jason's getting married. So shout out to Daniel and Jason. Uh, shout out to, um, you know, them. You know, tying the knot, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what is it? What is it? The. Ah. Uh... What is what is it that that we call Daniel that Ricky always calls him? Not gonna say it. You're not gonna catch me saying that. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we've had a. Uh, it was an eventful weekend. It's gonna be an eventful week. But uh, as always, we're here with your news for the week, and uh, you know, we as we usually start off with anime. So I'll throw it over to Marcus to lead us off. All right, so <clears throat> for the week, it's kind of a, uh, it's not very long, but obviously I can make it long, right? Because I'm going to talk about this all day, but it is interesting. Starting from the get-go, right in the beginning, we did have some Villain Saga Season 2 news. It was hinted that we were going to get some news um, a while back, and news did drop out to October 24th. So we, um, we were presented with the new trailer, and the broadcast is supposed to begin on January 9th, 2023. And I know Villain Saga... For some, when it came out, it was up there, but it hasn't been talked about in a while. And Venom Saga right now would be underrated compared to a lot of the new stuff that's coming out. But if you haven't given Venom Saga a chance or or a watch, you gotta watch it because it's it's amazing. It's awesome. The political aspect to it is amazing. The characters are great, and you know it's something. When when I watched it, you know I think it was right off the helms of Game of Thrones and kind of binge watch it. I kind of rewatched it a bit. So there is a that you know Game of Thrones Viking thing, but. Obviously, an anime format, but it's just, it's bloody, it's good, it's political, and you should watch it, especially with season two right around the corner. Uh, going down the line, Luxism. It's scheduled for November 4th on Netflix. Now, a while back, we did say, we did see that um, Netflix is going away from the weekly thing and deciding just to go with the binge worthy type stuff. Uh, Luxism is actually gaining some popularity. Um, I'll probably check it out. This is actually one of the ones I'm not really familiar with. But I think it was an ugly dude who became pretty boy. So now he's kind of, you know, going, going off on, on that. So we'll see more on November 4th when it drops next week, actually. So, yeah, that's right around <clears> the corner. <throat> and now that, when you talked about like what it's about, that the title now makes perfect sense. Lookism. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I saw the trailer and he's, he's staring in a mirror and he smiles real creepingly and stuff like that. So I don't know if it's going to be like a comedy drama. Again, I know nothing about it. Have, I'm, you know, never um, read the manga or, you know, looked into the manga at all so this would be just a kind of a fresh take all together like the um, classic the, essentially like the classic ugly duckling syndrome or how they make that into an anime sort of thing yeah yeah so it seems like it so if you haven't seen the trailer check it out the trailer is available online you can find it anywhere online you can just google it and you know look at some trailer and you'll be able to see a one and a half minute preview and see if it's right up your alley or not the next is the Quintential Quintuplets movie coming to North America this December. So if you're a Quintential Quintuplets fan, we do have the movie coming in December. Now, <clears throat> I know this is actually one of the more popular uh, romance comedies out there. Um, I kind of spoiled it for myself. I'd always anticipated watching it when I had finished, but I did kind of spoil it for myself. So yeah, I just leave it at that. But it is actually one of the more popular comedies out there, com- uh, romance comedy. So uh, give it a watch if you're a fan coming out in December. <clears throat> We did get the first look at Ones. If you're not familiar with One, he's the Mob Psycho One Punch Man um, manga artist. He did provide an arc of his new manga, which is called Versus. It's going to release on November 22nd. And all I got to say is, it looks awesome. Um, it's, it seems to be fa- fantasy. Uh, it's going to go in a totally different route than what we've had with Mob and 
um, One Punch Man. You know, because there are similarities between the two. Uh, between the two, take place in an urban area. One has superheroes. One has sidekicks. This one's actually going into that fantasy realm. So I'm kind of curious as to where this is going to head into. So it's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be fun to read. I think I, I might. I already have it saved. Uh, Rico had posted it a while back on the 26th. So I kind of you know have it on my radar now because it does look pretty awesome. Um, what, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, I think it looks cool. And like you said, uh, it, it looks like it's going to be different. Like they're going a little bit different direction, which is nice. You know, the whole, the the things that are kind of like in line with uh, Mob and uh, Saitama or Mob Psycho and One Punch Man is like kind of like that OP character feel. But they're like, they kind of mesh them into like the real world essentially. And they're not too, it's something too, too crazy ish here. Like where you talk about, they're going with fantasy. Like it looks different. The art, you can see some similarities, but I mean, I'm, I'm pumped. I love both of those. I'm really big into both of those. I'm really enjoying mob right now. Uh, I, I, I actually, I'm a reader. I think we mentioned before, I am a reader of the one punch man manga, which is supposed to be coming back here soon. So, uh, I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, and and, and Rick one has a handful of manga that he reads, and just a handful. So the fact that you know One Punch Man is on there, and I know Rick was a, a big One Punch Man fan. I know this is kind of going to be right up that alley too. Um, so yeah, excited for Versus again drops November 26, and I'm sure you'll be seeing it translated, whether on the next day or on their website. Kind of go see you know where we go from there. The next one is interesting. We kind of had a small conversation about this one already in our group chat. Um, a Naruto anime announcement is going to be announced at our Jump Festa over in December. So we kind of were just kind of curious as to what exactly they were going to announce. I know there's a, couple, there's a lot of speculation and a lot of, you know, things that people want to see. Um, so what are your thoughts on this? What do you think, first of all? Well, I mean, right away, we're both big Naruto heads. Like we've talked about so many times in the past. Uh, with the recent release of the... Uh, re-release uh reanimation of the naruto series kind of like a little speed run uh if you will there's a lot of excitement for them to like reanimate the old series which i'm not against but it's something we've seen before of course it's going to be so much more beautiful and stuff like that so there's like rumors swirling about whether they'll do something like that uh of course I i'll watch it I'm sure you'll watch it too. A lot of other people will watch it. Uh, there's also talks about a movie, some kind of movie series, because movies are making so much money and just exploding still. So um, whether or not the content is out there, there is, uh, I forget what, what I said it was called, but there's like a series that is, uh, they're supposed to be like a, like some... Are talking about so, the light novel series? Yeah, like the little series of four. There's like four novels where like one is about Naruto, one is about Sasuke, and then there's like two others. They were talking about possibly making those into a movie series. Then some people have talked about that they would really love a movie that takes place. I forget what they called it, but it's it's like a like a common thing that people talk about in the Naruto verse. That's like the blank period or something like that. I forget what it's called, but it's essentially the the time between Naruto, the end of Naruto Shippuden and the beginning of Boruto. Yeah. So some people are saying like, we want a movie in that time period. Uh, some people have said maybe they're going to come out with another video game. So uh, 
honestly, I'm all for whatever they give us. Naruto, like, sign me up. I'm I'm down. Uh, I would really like something new. I would prefer something new if I had to pick. Uh, maybe that blank period thing actually sounds really interesting to me. Uh, to kind of see how they get to where they get. Uh, we could see a little bit more of like some of the relationship between Naruto and Hinata. Uh, I know we really don't see too much of her in the manga or in the anime. So seeing a little bit more of her there and some of those characters that really don't get love uh, now in the sequel series, I think would be awesome. Uh, at the same time, going back to that nostalgic first love and just seeing it all like in all its glory i know you brought up like some of the fights you would like to see like oh like sign me up for that too anything really just give it to me i'm excited uh when is that date i think in december december 17th if i'm not mistaken okay so yeah what do you what do you think i mean what are you hoping for the most it's it's we're in 2022, and the reason I mentioned a couple of fight scenes and stuff like that, you know, whether it can be a project, whether it's like an like a Dragon Ball Z Kai. If you don't know what Dragon Ball Z Kai is, it's a, basically a retelling of the original of, of Dragon Ball Z without the filler, um, with the original Japanese music compared to the Blue music, basically as traditional as possible to the manga as best as they could. So it'd be kind of cool to see something. Um, something similar in my case, just, you know, get rid of the filler and stuff like that. And I know Naruto is notorious for filler. Um, the only worst one I think being Bleach when it had come out. So one or the other, but, um, it would be cool to see some of that, especially of the early series, because it has been what, maybe about 20 years or so close to 20 years since the series has debuted no, about 15 or so. Um, since the series has debuted, you know, so it'd be kind of see to go back on that. I know Rico, mentioned that blank period between, um, Naruto and Boruto. The only reason, and and again, it's just me. This preference is that we're we're already kind of reading that, you know, Boruto and stuff like that. So whenever you're trying to fill in the blanks, especially in the anime, to me, it'd be a little, you know, a little interesting to see in what direction to go with that. Um, but yeah, there is that light novel series. If you're not familiar with that light novel series, there are plenty, and so, actually, some of these have not even been translated into English. Only a few of them have. I know the Sak- the Sakura one has Kakashi. Uh, there is that one with. Um, with Itachi had come out a while back basically explaining what his life was like or you know in the light novel series basically in that time period where he um killed off the Uchiha clan so um there could be it could be all kinds of things is, uh, and huh the name is it the, is it called Retsuden is that what it what yes. the light novel series is called it just came to me Retsuden yeah the, the Retsuden or I think that's how you say it um but yeah that's the series um it's been around for a long time already I'll say about maybe about eight years or so maybe maybe a little less um, but yeah, you know, and I know people are talking about movies. I'm already just kind of getting, you know, cause everybody's releasing a movie and I'm just kind of like, you know, I'd rather have a series just for the longevity of it rather than, you know, the one, two hour, um, sit down and stuff like that. So again, at this point, it's just preference. But again, like Rico said, just kind of, I'm down for anything, anything and everything. Um, Naruto just get, give us more, um, especially since, you know, we're invested in it the way we are. Um, but yeah, so with that said, actually, there is going to be a, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with this also, um, this was actually came out today, Sasuke story and a Naruto Konoha story spinoff manga. Uh, these are spinoffs of the other series, basically, you know, kind of in that blank period. They are going to launch in English. You probably can find them translated online, but they are launch, launching in English already, um, I believe this week or if not next week, totally forgot. But I know a lot of the questions people always had were like Sasuke and uh, Sakura's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, they just got married and it's never been touched base on again. Like that's all it was. So one of the stories is going to follow that. Basically, they're going to be on a mission 
featuring Sasuke and Sakura and kind of go on from there. And then the other one's going to feature uh, Konoha, Naruto, and you're going to see my guy Kakashi, um, you know, kind of go off and so, you know, see what's up. So those are getting adapted into a manga series. They are getting adapted in English. So again, if you're a fan right now, they're just, they're pumping out Naruto stuff and they're filling in those blanks. Um, so later on down the line, don't be surprised if we do get some OVAs or, you know, a movie of those and kind of see, you know, where those go. Um, so yeah. What do you think right about on. that? Right on, man. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of that stuff there here and in between the the two respective series that we just don't know. And there's always these questions. I know there's even like some episodes uh, in the anime where like Sakura's, I mean, uh, not Sakura, uh, Sarada is even questioning like, is she really my mom? Like, I, I don't see, I've never seen like this. I, I She needed it confirmed that it was her mother, that that's how much of a disconnect there was even between the character and her own mother. So like, we've never seen anything other than like, them as children and then them in like that final some of those final scenes we see in uh in shippuden so to see a little bit of that relationship just a little bit of something like it's gonna be very telling like for the character of of sasuke and like the cold character he is any kind of affection is like it's gonna be huge yeah and then and then to kind of see naruto kind of like whether we'll see uh Naruto just straight up like as Hokage already, maybe in early days and how he's adjusting to it or uh, whether we see like a little bit more of like a transition from Kakashi to Naruto or something like that. You know, it, it's it's going to be great because, you know, I remember both of us being there and uh, laughing when that little punk kid was saying that this was his dream to be the guy, to be the protector. And, you know, uh, to any way that we watch that, like uh, become reality. Uh, just a little bit more, even though like we know it happens at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, just just to see a little bit more of it and story and you know uh, some of those beloved characters that we grew up that he grew up with that we grew up with. I mean, we're all for He's, it. Yeah, Naruto's still a fan favorite. Naruto and Sasuke will always be fan favorites. I know a while back in the manga, you know, the rumors that they're gonna kill one off, and I always say there's no there's no way in hell there's no way in hell because Naruto <laughs> and Sasuke are going are just like you know what I mean like they're the favorites like they're the ones and and. They're, you know, the epitome of, you know, manga and anime and, you know, a, a, a shonen hero for, you know, for what they are. So there's no way in hell, dude. There's no way in hell. Yeah. Yeah, and then which next was, week. Which, which, <laughs> which it was really crazy when they killed both of them. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they had us walking on eggshells there for, for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you kind of saw the extent of it. I don't think they'll ever, you know, take them out, you know, but we did see, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but we did see that major character recently, you know, um, go off and stuff like that. So, but again, it's Naruto. You never know. People might come back, people might not. So, and, you know, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. So with that, we're going to get off that Naruto train. Obviously, we're going to move on, but we're going to get, oh, hop on this. <laughs> well, we are going to hop on a little, a little Black Clover train. I know Rico and I, again, are also big Black Clover fans, you know, and, and we had talked about it a while back, right? Where it's like watching Black Clover, we felt real giddy and stuff like that, you know, very reminiscent of Naruto and stuff. And that's because we were in our late twenties, early thirties, I we were watching this and, it, and you know, I felt like, damn, you know, you're kind of, you're rooting for this dude and you're kind of wanting him to, you know, to be successful. Well, we are getting the Sword of the Wizard. Uh, King movie and will be revealed on also on December seventeenth at Jump Festa twenty twenty three, and it's going to be a Netflix film. I, I actually didn't realize that. Um, it's going to drop what March thirty first. I think that's what the the poster says. Yes. Um, so yeah, so we are getting some Black Clover news coming soon. Um, 
I know the manga's in full force. I, I, I know, and I always tell Rico, like, man, he's, he would love to see where the manga's at because, you know, we're getting some yummy story. Uh, I, I know Rico uh, would love I that. Don't, so Don't even, bro. I'm going to go read it right now. What, oh, what you, you, you go crazy, dude. You would go crazy. I know what I'm telling you. <laughs> Let me ask you this about the movie. Are, is this a, is this an, like the, what, what I've seen, like on some of the posters or graphics or whatever, like I see Asta sometimes. Uh, I think I've seen Julius on some other stuff or pictures. I don't know if they're fan made stuff or what they are. Like, do you have any idea? Like what, do you have an idea where this movie is going? What it's going to be? Is it with a manga? Is it kind of its own story? Is it a background thing? Like how much do you know? I think that's the information that I think they're going to reveal. I don't know much um, because it is saying Star of the Wizard King and we are getting some instances where, um, especially with Julius, Julius, you know, hadn't popped out until after the whole war with, you know, the Spade King and stuff like that. Um, kind of where the, kind of almost where the anime had left off. There's some stuff that they need to fill, they need to fill in. But like a sword of the Wizard King and in my mind, I don't remember there being a sword. So whether this is, you know, part of the story or not. And I, I'm sure in some capacity, maybe. But again, I, I don't know much. And especially, you know, being that manga reader. Because we also have, we also have the, uh, there's also a story to be told maybe about the original Wizard King. Uh, that, the first that Wizard true. King too. So I don't know if uh, maybe it'll be going off of that too. Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the sword that Asta wields supposed to be the wizard, the original Wizard King sword or something? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I, I would have to look into that. I don't actually. Uh, so, we're talking about that big sword, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. We'd have kind of have to go back and double check on that. Yeah, I haven't. I, I'm, I'm staying away because of the whole manga thing. I'm staying away from like reading anything about the movie or anytime I see information about it, I kind of look the other way because I'm afraid of spoilers and such. So. Uh, yeah, I was just wondering if, if you know more about it than I do, because like I say, I'm I'm avoiding. Yeah, I'm no, I, as far as the manga is concerned, I don't think there's anything really been, you know, going through that. Not yet, anyways, but maybe we'll get more a little later. Yeah, so we'll wait till you said the 17th, December. Yeah. Yes. Alrighty. Alrighty, so from there, we're going to go ahead and zoom through. We've got a, a couple more we're going to zoom through. Uh, Link Click Season 2 scheduled for 2023. I know this is at Donwa, the Chinese animated one by Billy Billy. I think that's how you say it. B-I-L-I-B-I-L-I. Um, studio, they're the ones who they're, think of them as, you know, um, I would say, what, maybe Aniplex of the, chi- of the Chinaverse, I, I would assume. Uh, so, yeah, Link Click Season 2 is coming out. I loved Season 1. I, I always recommend it. Anything with a little time travel in there is always real fun. Um, so that is scheduled for 2023. There is a trailer, and it looks amazing. So I can't wait for that. And then the other Don one, I've always hyped this one up too, and I've talked about this one um, a lot, is the Daily Life of the Immortal King. Season 4 has been announced. That's because when Season 3 came out, it was a surprise because I had no idea. Um, the third season is currently airing on Episode 6, I believe. Um, so if you haven't checked out the Don one, go ahead, watch them. I, they're both amazing. The music, both of them are amazing. And they're just fun all around. And again, when it, when it comes to these and just animation, they're, they're actually pretty real nice looking the art's amazing so check them both out if you haven't uh so link click season 2 2023 daily life for the immortal king season 4 announced we will be getting more information that more information on that down the line um next one blue orchestra anime reveals first trailer april 2023 premiere um the reason i put this on is because i've lately been on this you know well not lately i've always enjoyed 
animes where there's music is the main component because i do like listening to the music in these anime whether it be you know lion april and piano um those snow white notes which is the uh shamisan um there was the other one with the koto and um book what is it koto it's the one with koto i forgot what it's called the blonde guy totally forgot but it's a koto i know the word koto is in there that was a lot of fun um there was also the um totally forgot what the girl band the old one kaon kaon saw that one too um so anything with music is always a lot of fun uh, right now i am watching Boki the rock and it's amazing so i'll talk about that more in our discussion so i do want to talk about that a little bit but blue orchestra uh getting an april 2023 release so if you're into the music genre like you know by all means get ready for those and that's actually those are actually the few anime that i refuse to even read the manga because there's no way they can replicate that music oh and your boy kong ming i i'm actually halfway through that one too so those are the only ones I will not read because the music is the best part about those anime. So um, if you're, if you haven't checked them out, check those out. They're all available on Crunchyroll. Uh, but yeah, Blue Orchestra, April 2023. And for our last announcement, we do have Kaguya-sama uh, Love is War. The anime film teaser unveils a December 17th preview. So teaser, is it a preview? I think it's a preview. Um, but we are getting more on that. And this is supposed to be the... You know, because they are finishing up the final touches of Love is War. Remember that Love is War is actually supposed to be the epitome of the romance comedy genre the way it is right now. I know it's the most popular one. Um, and it is finishing in two chapters, I believe, if not, if it's already. Um, so if you're a fan, check these out. If you're, if you checked it out and loved it, like I, and I loved it the first season. I was halfway through and I said, no, I'm going to wait because I, I remember seeing it was almost done. So that way I can just binge watch it, go through it all together. And as far as comedy is concerned, it's actually top notch up there. Um, so yeah, um, that wraps up the anime news. Um, if you enjoyed any of that, by all means, go ahead and find them online. Look for the trailers, go to Crunchyroll. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. So we're going to go ahead and turn it over to Rico for gaming. Um, so we have a, a good little bit of gaming here. Uh, might be a little bit sporadic as we're going to go kind of down this list of some of the things uh we got through this week uh first thing will be i know we touched on it last week or week before maybe about the bayonetta actress uh putting out about how much she was offered for her role uh, i think at that point we had it was reported like that she said 4k or 5k or something like that yeah she had said 4k she had said 4k and then uh it ended up coming out that she was actually offered 15k so there was a lot of you know backlash uh, with her about why she came out with that original number, whatnot. So uh, still, it, it seems like kind of a a, a low offer for what uh, the work she put in and kind of the established series and and everything. But uh, I guess just because you know the, that other number was given and then now this number was put out, uh, people have mixed feelings. I know the game is out now at this point. I actually did get to watch somebody play through it. Uh, and and it, it looked pretty cool. It looked pretty interesting. I know uh, there was kind of, at least from what I saw, there was a little bit of mixed feelings about the ending. Uh, it was kind of epic, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. Are are you uh, planning to play this or? I did pick have, up have the you seen uh, masquerade. Yeah, I did pick up the masquerade edition. Remember, I do like collection editions, and I did pick this up. Big box. And I, honestly, I love goodies and I love all that stuff. So I did pick it up. Um, and they're short games, and you can actually knock each one out about 10 hours or so. So if you really want to get through all three, you can. Um, 
But yeah, going back to what Rico was talking about was the backlash. And it, it kind of sucks, right? She was offered 15K, three three sessions of 4,000 apiece, roughly at five hours. And when it comes to voice actors, I know, you know, their their work is tied to the things they do, right? To the voice acting jobs that they, the gigs they, they get, right? I think what rubbed me the wrong way in this respect was that her narrative in the beginning, and then she changes it, and that's a bad look all around. And not only yeah. that... It's kind of like, hey, you know, come clean the first time. You know, how much were you offered? I know that when it comes to those things, it's kind of like, well, you you had your chance, you had your moment, and, and it kind of sucks. And what sucks is that, you know, she, it, it's, I don't want to say it's a step backward, but it definitely says like, hey, man, there's, you know, this is a real thing, right? We know voice actors, you know, not being compensated enough is a real thing, especially when you want them to continue working on these video games or these anime. So, you know, she kind of skews this, this story a bit and then, you know, it comes out like, no, no, this is the way it was. And it's kind of like, okay, well, now she comes out and says she has to defend her reputation. I don't know if you saw those follow-up tweets like, um, that she had tweeted after this, after this report. Did you, get, did you see those? I didn't, I didn't see them. Yeah, and she was basically saying, you know, the integrity um, that she had to defend her reputation. And I'm just kind of trying to remember what she had said. But after I read it, I was kind of like, well, yeah, you know, you're trying to defend yourself, but the damage has been done. And and she even kind of goes, you know, far as saying, you know, just and mentioning Jennifer Hale, who's the actress that the voice actress that replaced her. And Jennifer Hale, she's been real, very, um, very professional about everything. And ultimately, she, even she had said like, hey, you know, yes, yeah, we understand what's going on and we're trying to push forward. But keep in mind that there are thousands, not thousands, but hundreds of people who've worked on the, on this game. So by boycotting this game or something like that, you you know, and again, I'm paraphrasing. This is not, you know, word for word verbatim. Um, you're kind of going against, you know, the work that these other individuals had kind of put into it. And so, you know, there's always two perspectives, two sides of, of the coin and um, in this in this perspective, again, I told you I was gonna buy it. You know, I was not gonna not get it, um, and it just kind of actually maybe pushed more people to actually look into the series and stuff like that. So again, any publicity is good publicity, even if it's something like this. So we'll see what happens down the road. But I know I kind of in the beginning I always just told you, you know, let's kind of see what comes out, let's kind of see what's said, uh, let's let's see what she says. And again, now that this a second reports come out, it's kind of like, well, there you go. Um, but we'll see how the voice actor community, and I know I think there's a union on these, kind of comes out and see what they do. So, yeah, again, like you mentioned, like we're we're with we're with her, but that initial kind of confusion, or I wouldn't say she tried to deceive us, but had she just been completely transparent with everything from the start, we would everybody would still be with her. But because there was that little mix up or whatever you want to call it. They, it, there's now kind of like two sides. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the game, the game just came out. It's a little too early to kind of get into what happens. I don't know if you've played it at all yet or not, but I mean, check it out. Uh, it seems, seems like a fun game from what I saw. Oh yeah, so, definitely. I know uh, Ricky's probably on that right now. huh? Probably. <laughs> all right. So we'll move on to... Uh, we had some Pokemon news this week. We got introduced to a new ghost type Pokemon. We got some teasers and stuff. And then on... When when did this come out? This came out on the 25th, actually on, on Marcus's birthday. Happy belated birthday again, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we were introduced to Gre- Grievard. Grievard. I don't know how you're going to pronounce I said, it. I said Gravard. 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 Gravard? Because it's E-A. So yeah. Well, there's, it, it, there, there, there's a play on the word graveyard, and so yeah. 
the yeah, the art at the end, right? The grave art. Yeah, we can. See, I guess grave art is is a good one. Grave art. He is a ghost Pokemon. Uh, he's a a dog. He's a dog type. He has a, a little candle on his head. Uh, super furry, super lovable little dog. He does have the pickup ability. Uh, not much else is known about that. Uh, there's a little teaser trailer if you want to check him out and see him in all his glory. To me, I always love dog Pokemon, so I'm all for it. I'm super pumped. Uh, this guy is a for sure. He's gonna be on my team. <laughs> and I've said since the get go, man. These these Pokemon designs that they've been coming out with, ten of ten, dude. I saw myself. Oh my god! And they had been teasing a, a, a ghost dog in a while, so I was not disappointed. I said, look at this dog. Like you know, they're amazing. And I know what was the. Um, the the what is it the paint lemur looked amazing graveyard looked amazing and i'm just yeah. i'm just blown away by the way these these uh pokemon look man yeah grafifi grafifi yeah and then for yeah. giraffe uh, you know the the designs have been top notch if only we could figure out how to say their damn names yeah yeah i know sure we'll get more info on that hopefully soon man we'll get to it once it's like going around and everybody kind of like starts to say them and stuff like that but like you say sometimes the designs you know aren't that popular sometimes you know they're hit and miss here and there whatever but it seems like this time around they're really nailing it i'm really oh, excited dude. and uh like we mentioned earlier halloween is tomorrow and you know the games are right around the corner man i'm so excited <laughs> I know, and that's because, like, like you mentioned about their names. We could just get their damn names and check, you know. And I, and you still hear people say, like, people say Arceus, and sometimes I will always switch between Arceus and Arceus just because I got like Arceus better. So, like, just one of those things, right? So, who knows, man? We'll get their yeah. names soon. If I'm not mistaken, in the movie, I think they do say Arceus. Okay, but for Arceus. Some, but, but for some reason, to me, Arceus just sounds so like, like a like a boss, like a like yeah. It sounds like regal or like powerful. There's something about Arceus that just to me sounds like that should be the name. Yeah, I, I agree. So I don't know. I'll, I'm always going to stick with that. Sometimes I catch myself also saying Arceus, but but no, we'll, we'll go with Arceus. But uh, yeah, we're super excited for Pokemon uh, here coming out soon. So oh, I can't wait, dude. Oh, it's coming. But uh, moving on. Uh, we got the announcement that Age of Empires two and four are headed to Xbox next year. Yeah, uh, which will be two awesome. decade two decades after initial release. I know there's a huge fan base for these games. I know I've always liked to play uh, the mythology games are the ones that I always liked. I know they got uh, like a definitive edition too. Yeah, coming out so, the retold the Age of Mythology retold is going to be coming out with that too. So, so. Uh, I mean. Right on Xbox. Uh, do you any word of this is going to be on Game Pass or not? I mean, if it's Xbox, I mean, I would hope so. And honestly, I wouldn't put it past it. You know, RTS games do need some love, and I think this would be a good way of actually getting the series onto different people, especially those people who have Game Pass. Um, so I would hope so. I really would hope that they put on Game Pass. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope so too. At least, uh, if not this one, maybe, maybe. I don't know, in some way to kind of like maybe put one on Game Pass and maybe put one not on Game Pass. Uh, you introduce it to people, let them try it out, play it. If they really like it, they'll buy the other one. Yeah. Right. So uh, we're excited about that. Uh, also being uh, 
being remade, which is a very, very exciting one. The Witcher is going to be remade and rebuilt from the ground up using an updated uh, engine, the Unreal Engine 5, the mm. original Witcher game, which, uh, you know, you hear all this about uh, Witcher 3, Witcher 3, you know, best game ever, you know, to a lot of people. Uh, you kind of see the awards that it got, uh, you know, and it's quite the list. So. Yeah to be able to start over whether you are a fan of the witcher already or uh, somebody new kind of being able to go and have a modernized version of the one that kind of started it all you know uh it, it's gonna be uh something to play for a lot of different people so i mean i'm excited to to kind of see that i i actually do own the witcher 2 and i own the witcher 3 i never did finish i start i've started the witcher three maybe like three or four times and there's always something else that comes out that like i'm all about and i never get into it i never play enough of it i never give my chance to give myself a chance to play enough of it to hook me mm -hmm. so likewise likewise actually the same boat so uh i'm excited that this is happening for you know anybody trying to give it a go again or any new fans or whatever so right on uh, next news is kind of a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say controversial, but, you know, it's going to be met with mixed opinions. Uh, Microsoft head of gaming, Phil Spencer, has suggested that Xbox consoles, games, and subscriptions may increase in price here in the future. Now, people have said that this is kind of like inevitable because of, you know, hardware and everything getting, especially in the tech world, getting more expensive to, to buy, to ship, to make. So... People have been talking about this for a while. Uh, I think Phil Spencer did say that this will not any anything or any little increase will not happen till at least after the holiday season. So we're looking probably with that being said as early as maybe next year. So uh, what do you think of this? I mean, it, it it is inevitable. And at the same time, I would hope because, you know, Phil Spencer and Microsoft have just been there their game pass has been their baby and i would hope that i don't want to say compensating right but i hope there's something that hey we're we're upping the price but you get a little you know a little incentive right for kind of dealing with it and i don't even i don't think the price would be that much but i know people online oh you know if they increase it i'm gonna cancel and all these things and i've already seen a lot of that and i'm just like you know, it can be a dollar, two bucks, and people will be up in arms and stuff like that, spending an extra $10. And then somebody else made a point where it's like, oh, you know, Game Pass, you know, it's just, you know, you don't play all the games, but, you know, the fact that you could, you know, is appealing and I don't know what. And I say, man, like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting my words of Game Pass, you know, monthly, well, easy. Yeah, well, you just think about it. Like, how much has Game Pass saved us, like, over these past couple of years that we've had it already? You know, you know whether it's uh, Halo, I know both of us... Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I know both of us downloaded Scorn. That's another, you know, 60 bucks right there that whether we play it or not, like it, it didn't cost us anything other than our weekly, I mean, our monthly subscription. Uh, we did get that new game this week that, uh, what is it called? Gunfire um, Revolt. Gunfire Reborn, right? Gunfire Revolt. Reborn or something like that? Re Revolt. Re Revolt. Okay. Yeah. So we, we did download that game. Another, I, I don't think that's a full 60, $70 game, but. You know, that's another game that we're going to be trying. So, you know, just uh, I know, like you say, people are very against like, oh, you want more of my money? They're taking my money. They're trying to screw us over. Like that that's not the thing at all. You know, they just want to to kind of stick with the 
what's going on in the tech world. And if you pay attention at all, you know that, uh, you know, GPUs, chips, anything having to do with tech has been crazy as of late. So uh, it's been an inevitable, inevitable thing. Uh, I know we've already felt it more like with the gaming stuff when it comes to next gen. You know, everything else, everything kind of went up. Physical copies anyway, like by $10, like at least, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we went up from like the 60 price point to the 70. So, I mean, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, I also am in the same boat with you. I don't think it's going to be that big of a thing, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what com- what uh, comes of this. And Xbox has been doing uh, right by gamers like lately with their whole Game Pass thing and all the different things they've been putting out. So uh, I'll give them. Like I said, uh, like uh, go ahead. Like and like I said, like I wouldn't put it past Microsoft to be like, "Hey, we're gonna up the price," but here you go. You know what I mean? Like throw. Like, I I I feel like they would throw us a bone or something. You know what I mean? Because that's just the type of company that. Phil Spencer likes to run, you know, he's always for the gamer, about the gamer and stuff like that. So, um, again, don't quote me on that, right? But, like, I wouldn't put it past them to be like, hey, here you go. You know what I mean? Just a little something. Yeah, and we already get a couple things. Not everybody, but, you know, there's the, you sign up for for Game Pass or Xbox uh, Live or what have you. And you get, like, the free two months of Spotify and the free Discord Nitro if you don't use Discord yet, if you're a new uh, Discord user or something like that. You know, we get already, like, some little perks. Not everybody takes advantage of them or can because they're already in those ecosystems. But, you know, we get little things here and there. So you're right. Like, don't be surprised if they don't say, like, oh, the price is going up, but here's, like, an... uh, an additional uh, month or two yeah, months. Yeah, a free month of Game Pass or, you know, we're going to do the... I know they always do the Game Pass for a dollar, like, or every they, so often or whatever, or three that's bucks. That's what got us hooked, like yeah. That's so, what got us hooked. Remember, for the first... Game Pass was a dollar for three months, I think, as a matter of fact, before they can't, before they charged you. And I was like, dude... And that's what we got on. We got on it after they announced it, and I, and I never looked back, dude. Yeah. And, I mean, with more games coming uh, soon and, you know, in the future... You know, you just can't beat it. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see a little bit more here to see uh, what that price uh, increase is like and across what different consoles, uh, accessories, different things like that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's another one of those wait and see things that we always talk about. Um, this week, we also did have uh, we finally got the hero balance patch for Overwatch 2. Uh, there were some nerfs uh, there. I don't. I don't think we got any buffs. Actually, we did get uh, Bastion and Torborn, Torbjorn back in the game. We did get the Halloween update, which we got a brand new game mode, uh, the Junker Queen's Revenge, which was different from the original Junker Queen. It was pretty cool. It was kind of like when the day it dropped, Marcus texted me like, how is it? Like, is it Junker Queen or is it like the Uprising missions? And I'm like, actually, it's kind of a mix of both. It's junker queen theme but it's different it's not just waves right uh it's a little different it it is pretty challenging compared to the stuff that we played in, in the past um and we did get uh in terms of like uh pvp we did get a bunch of nerfs across the board for some characters that were feeling a little oppressive uh afterwards they did have a they hosted a twitter what is it called a twitter space where there is a speaker or multiple speakers and everybody else can kind of just listen in. They talked a little bit about balance philosophy. Everybody kind of set it, set it aside and thought, ah, oh, this is going to be like a little throwaway thing. But they actually talked a lot about some of the things that they considered uh, 
a lot of one question a lot of people had was uh sojourn and why sojourn was absent from that nerf list and they talked about that from masters up you see sojourn being very very powerful but from masters down Sojourn was kind of just like a middle of the pack kind of character because of the utility of being able to hit her uh, railgun uh, mm. and, and headshots and stuff like that. So they said, like, we don't want to just balance the game for like the top people, which is something that we always talk about. You and I, oh, whenever yeah. we're talking about balance changes uh, and we're always going back and forth about like, is it good that they do top down? Is it bad that they do top down? Like. It's 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 weird that we see people use this character like this, but then when we play it, it doesn't feel quite that powerful. So it was nice to, to hear that they're also looking at the little guys and not just like the big YouTubers. I appreciate that. And I do appreciate stuff. that because yeah. I'm 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 that guy, and and Rico's and Rico would be like, well, you know, Rico's top down. I started. I was like, well, yeah, like, but you but you mentioned it perfectly. Like in Masters and Up, they use. They use Sojourn and it's widely used and powerful masters down. You know, kind of, it's kind of like, well, you know, it's middle of the pack. You know what I mean? But then that also translates to, hey, how the hell do you balance this across the board? Which is which is tough, right? And I know a lot of times, you know, who's meta, you know, we kind of look at who's meta there from the beginning. Who's using um, these heroes the most, right? They're the top. And it's interesting because if a hero is being used across the board, top and bottom, you know, like, are they balanced or are they OP? <laughs> so yeah. And the thing is, like, with characters and, and metas, like, it's kind of a tough thing in Overwatch because you do have, like, a huge skill skill gap from the top to the bottom. Yeah. And also in terms of, like, in the lower in the lower ranks, like, you don't always have everybody talking. Uh, you don't always have, uh, you know, either the mechanics or people are just in there to try and shoot people. We have a lot of an influx of a bunch of new people that uh, are playing the game now for the first time because it's free. Um, so like you say, some of them that you kind of see universally like used and very strong, maybe it's more of like that they're easy to use and their kit is too easy to use, mm. not just powerful, but a very easy to use. Uh, and that's, I think what makes it a little bit more like universally, like, I don't know if I would say overpowered, overtuned, or just very, very strong. Or the word that a lot of people like to go with is oppressive, you know, whether it's to, uh, DPS to other tanks to healers, uh, uh, sorry, support. So, um, it, it was interesting. And when, when they talked about that, I said, you know what? Uh, that reminded me of you because you always say, like, oh, I hope they don't just don't always balance for like the top people. Uh, and I, I do see why they do that in some instances, but in other times, I kind of also think like, like Bastion, like, like in, in lower ranks, Bastion is always like, or all yeah. used to be a problem. And in higher ranks, you don't see, you never see him because he's so easy to deal with, with just a little bit of communication, coordination, aim, stuff like that. So it, it was cool to see that. They did also mention some changes. Possibly, they, they shouted out Doomfist, which I was really excited for about how he's kind of in a really tough spot and they're kind of trying to find his identity. Yeah. Uh, because if you're looking at Doomfist... Uh, for mobility and to be able to run around and impact and displace, why not just play Winston or why not just play Diva? So they're still trying to find exactly where he fits in. Uh, and you know, it, it, it was a really good, uh, thing to listen to. I, I had a, I had a lot of fun and it was, uh, a very pleasant surprise. 
those um sure. those those next updates aren't going to drop until the 15th if i heard right the zarya the sombra because i know zarya right now is just ridiculous across the board uh, i know a lot of people have issues with zarya sombra i think being another one uh who is that one? that was also addressed uh sombra was one uh zarya was one diva got a little bit of a nerf uh kiriko actually was a big surprise that she got touched because she has like some uh invulnerability frames when she teleports yeah like to a, somebody uh, yeah yeah and they talked about why that was touched and uh there were some content creators that made some videos about it so if there's a diva bomb on on the two of us and i'm not there's no chance for me to survive if i tp to you at the right time i can survive the diva bomb as kiriko so mm -hmm. i think they were kind of going for that because they talked about what the intention was is as a kiriko if you're having to get out of a fight and you're TPing back to your team. If there's something going on over there that's going to kill you, you don't want to TP into a death. Yeah. So that's why they added those kind of invulnerability frames. So that it was a little bit stronger than intended. So I think they uh, toned it down just a little bit. Um, and they did say that the, the complication with putting out patches now is a little bit different because, or or quickly is, is uh, tough because... There is uh, something with console. Whenever they push out patches to live game with console, there's like a, a review period or something like that that they have to get through. They did introduce these changes, I think, already to the Overwatch League, which the playoffs and grand finals are actually going on, supposed to be going on this coming weekend, this uh, through this weekend. So we are, they are hoping that people will tune in to see some of those changes uh, in the Overwatch League. And then shortly thereafter, they'll go live. So we'll see. I mean, uh, that was kind of met with a little bit of mixed uh, feelings. Like, uh, I'd like, I would like to see it in Overwatch League, but I want to play the same game that I'm watching. I don't yeah. want to like watch it and then have to wait. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's gaming, right? Like everybody just wants it all. Like, give it to me now. <laughs> yeah, and again, you're 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 dealing with an audience of million plus, and so it's. <laughs> Yeah, man, you know what I mean? It's tough. Yeah, I'm just excited. You know, Overwatch 2 has been exciting for me. Uh, so I'm excited. I mean, I'm over Overwatch League uh, watcher, so I'm I'm pumped for the for the uh, playoffs. Uh oh, up next, the last two things. Uh Xbox reportedly passed on making Genshin Impact. I read that article. I never read the one on, uh, as it, and it's funny that it, it brought it up because I'd been, you know, Xbox or Switch and stuff like that. And I, I, and I finally, I downloaded it on my PC. I actually started, I, I started it finally, uh, but really? just, the, just the first bit. And I'm actually, I'm actually really excited to get into it because it looks like a lot of fun. It's right up my alley. It's just strange that I wouldn't, you know, get into it. Um, I downloaded that one, uh, Genshin Impact, the one called Tower of Fantasy. And then the other one I downloaded was Arknights. Arknights did get an anime, and it just dropped recently, actually, and they have it on my phone on the computer. And I was kind of like, I'm real curious to see what the game is like, so I did download those three. But I did start getting Genshin Impact, and they did say that, I think Xbox had said, like, they weren't, they didn't know, and I guess, that it was going to be like that, especially because they knew nothing about the company and stuff like that. So I, I, think, I think it was just a... Uh, a gamble that they didn't want to see and obviously you know they do regret it i think that did read the article too they're like well damn we messed up you know what i mean and it's yeah. kind of I, I i find it kind of refreshing to see like hey you know what i mean like we messed up and they know they messed up and there's nothing wrong with admitting that hey you know they passed out they passed up on a game that could have made them a billion dollars or whatever it was 
and they're just like we're just going to keep our eyes open and that's good hey uh, you know you, you most people would have been like oh you know we would have um it's nothing too crazy you know it's nothing we can't it's just stuff like that so obviously xbox did pass on it and they know they messed up so it's kind of cool so and i think if i'm not mistaken i saw an article this might have been a while back where xbox is actually looking to acquire just random a bunch i think it was because of this a bunch of smaller random you know companies from japan and china just in case they make something this big and microsoft does have the resources to do so because they messed up i think that's going to be our game so i wouldn't you know i would think you kind of just expect something down down the line you know what i mean and so. it's really and and one thing that i find exciting about this is like you know xbox might have been like you talked about like oh who are these guys like ah, i'm not sure like we're on the fence nah we, we won't do it but look at what this like uh, studio that they really didn't have on their radar was able to do with this game and uh how successful and how just huge and massive it is and i'm really excited that you started it because i it was one of those things for me like I, I've tried it out a little bit and it, it it's cool. I, I haven't gone too into it. I haven't really given it the, its first shot yet, but I knew that once you started playing it, like it was really just a matter of time where yeah. until you got into it and that it was like, dude, this is a Marcus game. Another one of those Marcus games. Like we always say, <laughs> <laughs> and but you can I, play it and you can play it everywhere with you. I, is it on switch yet? No, right? No, it's not. It's on mobile. It is mobile, but I just have a thing about playing games on my, on my phone. It's just, I just I don't know. Yeah, I rather I rather play online. It is coming to Switch though. I'm I'm pretty sure that it's been announced that it is. They're working on it for Switch, so you'll have it there eventually. Yeah, and I'll be able to to switch both, especially since it's a free to play. It just kind of just open it up, and that's always been the appeal, right? For digital, just kind of have to input a cartridge. But I I barely started it. I think I was maybe like thirty minutes in. So I saw the intro, picked my character, walked around the beach to the beginning, kind of saw what's up. It was two in the morning, so I was like, oh, so I, I, <laughs> but I really really wanted to start it. So I was like, okay, no no, I'll play it. So this was two days ago, yeah, two days ago or so. Um, nice. Yeah. So and again, the, the game was just Gunfire Revolt, just kind of. Again, I was playing a game. I'll talk about it later because we are going to talk about it on our discussion. So I don't want to, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. We had we had like four pieces of news for gaming and leave it to us to make it like an hour, like two hour discussion. Uh, but I will jump into the last thing. Sonic the Hedgehog uh, game franchise has 1.5 billion combined sales and downloads worldwide. I don't know about you. That's huge. That's a lot. I know that this piece of information was just given today. Um, for the fiscal year 2022, a combined total sales of 1.5 billion units. And this does include free-to-play titles, but nonetheless, a billion is a lot. And I know they also came out with other ones, like the um, the Sega group, uh, Yakuza, uh, Sakura Wars, Fantasy um, Star Online, just different things. Um, but the fact that Sonic is on this trail and... Sonic Front Sonic Frontiers, I think it's going to do all right, man. And I'm hoping it does all right. I'm 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 gonna pick it up, so we'll see. And I know people it's been on people's radar and and um I'm thinking of and I I'm gonna let Rico say it after I say his name, uh Cornelio. Um, yeah. Cornelio had actually texted us, hey, uh, what's Sonic what's what's Sonic Frontiers, he says. And and I, I knew exactly where it was going because we were big fans of Sonic Adventure 2, especially with the KOs and, and you know, raising them and just, you know, whole game and story, whatever. So I think he kind of figured, hey, maybe this might be something similar. And Sonic Frontier is going to be an open world. Um, the game mechanics and the gameplay seems like a lot of fun. And regardless of what the reviews are going to be like, I think I'm this is going to be a, a, a day one purchase for myself just because, you know, 
it does look like something that's just going to be awesome. Hmm. I mean, right on. I mean, you're the Sonic. You're the Sonic one here. So, uh, if you if you have uh, high hopes, and I think that's that's good. Uh, good outlook. Yeah, yeah, because there was other ones, and there's been multiple Sonic games, dude. Like the uh, people call it abysmal. The Xbox 361. Uh, they call it Sonic the 26. No, no, it was the 20. What was it? The 2006 version, and that one was. <laughs> It was terrible, but I thought Silver the Hedgehog was badass, and I did play through it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I played through that one. I played through the, what is it, Where Sonic? Uh, the one on Wii, um, where Sonic becomes like a werewolf and stuff. I, and I'm sure enough, I played a lot of Sonic games. Um, and I wouldn't think I did until this game came out. I said, man, how much of a Sonic cat am I? And I just kind of, even with the movie, I said, I know this. I know that. I know this. I've seen the series on uh, Disney. The Not the... Not the one that came out on, was it 4 a.m. and Cartoon Network? Was, oh, Sonic Underground, not that one. It was the other one. Sonic Underground is badass, though, but nonetheless. So I was like, man, maybe I know a little bit more about Sonic than I thought I did. <laughs> no yeah. pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, you surprise yourself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's it for gaming. Oh, the only last thing I'll add is that uh, if you're into Pokemon, uh, today I believe the distribution for Marshadow in the U.S., and in Canada started. So for those of you based in the US, and now this one is a little odd because this one is at Target in the US and GameStop in Canada. So GameStop, you know, you walk in there, they're expecting you to talk about games, video games, stuff like that. Target, I know you and I talked about this, like how how do you do this? Like you go into Target and say, hey, I'm here for the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if I'm gonna go do that or not, but because, uh, I am going somewhere later, so maybe I'll start talking and be like, "Hey, y'all got this uh, Marshadow? Yeah, cool. I know I'm thirty. I know I'm thirty-two years old, but can I have one? They're gonna look at me funny." <laughs> yeah, what aisle? What aisle is the Pokemon distribution in? <laughs> but uh, you know what? The did uh, these last clothes that you got? Uh, did they work for you? For some reason, they didn't work for me. It said that I had already uh, received those po- those Pokemon, so I couldn't really? redo them. Yeah. Oh, Did it let I, you? I, I haven't tried it. I'll, I'll try it afterwards. It's because I have that one. I, I'll, I also have I also have an extra shiny Eternatus one too. So I have a shiny Eternatus and I have those two. So if it doesn't work, um, I don't know. Maybe I can trade them for something. But I'll, I'll double check. Yeah, yeah. So save them, save them, and and try to see if you could trade them. Yeah. Because they didn't work for me. It said you've already redeemed these Pokemon. So. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. It, it might be the ones that we got from overseas. Like it's already counting. Yeah, because it might just be the exact same, what is it, data, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Same script or whatever that's yeah. written. Alrighty, so uh, that's it for gaming. We'll jump over to TV and movies, try and make it quick. Um, again, we're going to go down We're gonna go down the line. Uh, I, I think the they'll make try on this podcast. Yeah, we always, we try. <laughs> um, I think there'll probably be like one or two things that we do get to talking about. But we'll start off with Star Wars. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name, but Charmin Obeyed Chinoy is set to direct Damon Lindelof's secret Star Wars film. Now, I mean, secret Star Wars film, like what in the world is that? And for Star Wars fans and for Star Wars fans, like we all have things that we wish were made. We have our feelings about the sequel trilogy, hoping that it's not really too much to do with that. Um, But... I don't know. I really don't. I honestly don't know what to expect. People have their different, uh, 
ideas of what they want to see made. I know a bunch of people want to see like the old school, uh, the coder time, Knights of the Old Republic kind of things, some of the older Sith Lords. Uh, a lot of people have talked about wanting to see uh, Lord Sifo-Dyas, maybe uh, a little bit of Star Killer from like the the uh, Force Unleashed game, stuff like that. So who knows? It, this is just a. Uh, an announcement for a director so of course there's always going to be speculation i hope it's this i hope it's that but uh wait uh, another wait and see thing anything any feelings you got about this no, we'll super see. secret um, star wars film? yeah that's my thing <laughs> when it's that secretive it's like hey you know i don't really got much to say about it but it's a super secret star wars film now i wonder i wonder how crazy they're gonna keep it hush hush um but we'll see man <laughs> we'll see exactly what it is yeah when when you when you do talk and label uh something like that i feel like there there's going to be a lot of anticipation for a super secret film uh-huh, yeah for sure uh speaking of anticipation ryan condal uh confirms that house of the dragon season 2 will start filming early next year 2023 i know we just wrapped up uh house of the dragon uh today is actually the first week that we are missing an episode uh, because we wrapped last week, so it's uh, it, it's gonna it, it's I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss it. Uh, it was a it was a fun season. Uh, there was rumors about it possibly coming out as early as late next year, late 2023. But realistically, with how we ended and what we're expecting, uh, especially in terms of like visual effects and stuff like that. I really don't see it happening ne- like next year. I really think like 2024 is r- the more realistic uh, expectation in terms of when we're getting this show back. Uh, I think we'll probably discuss maybe a little bit more of our feelings of the show uh, in our discussion because we are going to do like a little bit of a open discussion. A, yeah, an open discussion. So uh, anything you have to add about that? No, just, you know, we're excited for the next one. I know it's kind of putting a lot of people onto the, uh, uh, onto the, onto the book. And if you do decide to read the book, you can just, and if you want to read this particular part, um, it's like page 200. I think I did the math because I actually, I actually downloaded a PDF version. So it is on there. Um, if you want to go ahead and read that, you can always just go to the middle and kind of read it. Or if you want to start from the beginning in Aegon's Conquest, you're going to start off there also. Now keep in mind, the book is written by Meisters, the Meisters, you know, account. So very biblical in a sense, right? <laughs> um, so if you do decide to read it, understand that it's read through a, a third person point of view uh somebody else's point of view and not the the scenes i know a lot of people are actually and other people do know that the hardcore fans do know that so um something i look into yeah uh in in scrolling down I'll, I'll try to get some of the other game of thrones house of the dragon stuff out of the way too just that way it's kind of together uh ryan condor also says season two scope and rhythm will be similar to that of game of thrones season three to six and uh, it falls into, he, in his words, into the ensemble piece where you're following multiple characters. So more of the same where we're going to see, you know, uh, where we used to, are used to seeing like Jon Snow, Sansa, Tyrion, Daenerys. You know, we'll, we'll be following that cycle uh, of character point of views uh, here going forward. There's also been some mixed reports about uh, a sea snake series spin-off series of uh, lord corliss i've been hearing some people say that it is still happening other people say that it has been canceled uh i'm not sure at this point which one it is because i've heard uh from george r, r. martin confirm confirmed that it was happening then later 
there was a report said no it's actually being canceled i myself i'm a big was a big fan of uh, lord corliss valerian so i'm i hope it happens but we'll have to wait and see with that one mm-hmm. uh also coming out of uh, george R. R. martin he says that he is about three-fourths done riding the winds of winter so for those that have been waiting for his ending uh whether it's the same different uh maybe just more drawn out we'll we'll see he's just about there so just hang on a little bit longer i know there's those of you that have been waiting for years and years since the original books not just the show but the books so we're it's almost here just uh bear with him a little bit longer uh moving over to ant-man quantum mania we finally got our trailer uh the film will be releasing february 17th in theaters and it looks crazy uh, I don't know if you got to watch this, but I myself have always been a. I'm I'm very very excited about uh, Kang the Conqueror, and uh, you know he does get showcased here a little bit in this uh, trailer, and I'm I'm all for this movie. I love Paul Rudd. I love Kang the Conqueror. I love Jan- Jonathan Majors. Exciting excited that he's playing Kang the Conqueror, so I'm pumped for this movie. I'm I'm ready to see uh, this superhero movie. I know we've talked about superhero burnout, but this one I'm ready for. Yeah, and it's it's let's see how it is. Um, I I do like Paula a lot. I actually enjoyed the Ant Man movies quite a bit. Um, I haven't seen the trailer, but again, I'm trying to purposely just stay away from you know the hype, just so that way when I watch it, I, I can be pretty you know pretty okay with everything. You know what I mean? Just yeah, just because it I I am feeling it. I I'm not gonna be here and say I'm not. Um, but I am feeling it, so I do want to just kind of stay away. That way, when it comes out and the and reviews are good, and then. Um, you know, or even if the badges, I don't want to see it out of obligation. I think I mentioned this in last week's podcast, right? So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, right on. Uh, and sticking with some of the other Marvel news, I think I see here that uh, Rihanna's single for Black Panther was supposed to release on Friday. I don't know. Did you get to give that a listen? Not yet. No, I will neither have I. Neither have I, but I need to go check it out. Um, it's supposed to be called Lift Me Up. And it is written as a tribute to the life and legacy of Chadwick Boseman. So I'm sure it has to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, also haven't listened to it. So uh, we'll probably check that out here soon. Um, what else do I see here for Marvel? Uh, Vision, a Vision series titled Vision Quest is in the work at Marvel Studios. Uh, very early things going on. It's a writer's room. Uh, so they're pretty much just kind of laying out the path for what this series is going to be. But if you're a Vision fan... And you're not experiencing that burnout. I mean, rejoice. More to come. What else do we got here? I have some stuff about uh, Bo DeMeo, which uh, is talking about uh, The Witcher. He says that some of the writers were not fan. Some of the writers of The Witcher series were actually not fans of the books and or the games when they were working on the series. He says that uh, since becoming the X-Men 97 showrunner, his number one rule was everybody must be a fan. He doesn't want anybody betraying the uh, games and the anime and anything like that. Uh, animated series, I guess, uh, more is what they would be. But uh, he had a really nice quote. He said, you have to respect the work before you're allowed to add to its legacy, which for fans of any, you know, book, series, show 
anything really in general like those that's just like the greatest thing to hear right mm-hmm. uh you don't want your love or your baby or something that you know you used to watch uh with your nostalgia glasses or whatever just stepped all over so <laughs> yeah so right on uh i'll move on here to amazon has released the first image for the live action fallout tv show um I'm not familiar with Fallout. I don't know. I, I don't. I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think you've played too much Fallout either, right? I've only passed Fallout Three, and it was not for me personally. It was a very mixed experience. <laughs> yeah. So I know uh, there's. You know, I know it has its huge fan base. Uh, coming off of the Rings of Power, which I think we'll discuss a little bit later too. Um, just the money that they poured into that, and how I rather enjoyed that series. I'll I'll be giving this one a shot for sure, checking it out. Uh, and it really is just a picture, so not really much else you can do but just look and uh, kind of start to build that little anticipation. But uh, Fallout is on its way, coming on Amazon. Um, WB Discovery has now appointed James Gunn and Peter Safran as co-CEOs of DC Studios. So moving forward, we're going to have James Gunn and Peter Safran. They're at the head of all the DC works. That we have coming up. Uh, one of the first. I think that they talked about. Is. I have it I have it here further down. We do have an Arkham Asylum. Batman spinoff. Coming for HBO Max. So I wonder. If they're going to have any. Any part in like some of these things. That are already being worked on. Or if these are already too far. Sure. For them to have any influence. Uh this goes back to when we went back and we talked about that DC was kind of trying to restructure and, you know, do a little bit better by their fans and not just like crank out these superhero things, but kind of have a little bit of a, of a plan. So I would, I would, uh, if you're not familiar with James Gunn, he was, uh, the maker of the, uh, what was it? The guardians of the galaxy stuff. The galaxy, yeah. And, uh, with DC, we talked about it last week. I think he also did make peacemaker, right? Yeah, and he's had a lot of success. I want to say it was Peacemaker and the second, the the Soft Reboot Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. That one too. And they were both awesome. So I think it's a good um, it's a good person to have, especially someone who... And him and Kevin Feige have just this awesome respect for each other. And so uh, it's just... It's kind of crazy, right? As far as the superheroes are concerned, you have finally kind of have a, a steady guy who kind of knows what's up in the geek universe. And then, you know, so see, see what he turns out. And I'm pretty sure if you hired this guy to be this person, then you should have, you know, um, some say even in the stuff that's going on right now. So, yeah. Yeah. And like you mentioned, his track record here as of late has been great. So right on. Uh, it's, it's an exciting hire for those of us that are DC fans. Uh, Frankie Munoz says that Brian Cranston is writing a Malcolm in the Middle revival. Uh, I I know um, when I was real into Breaking Bad, and I would tell people, yeah, you got to watch it. Brian Cranston, Brian Cranston, he's amazing. He's amazing. People would say, oh, yeah, he's the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. I never watched his show, so I didn't know of him from Malcolm in the Middle, but I know a lot of people grew up watching this TV show. That's a, That's where a lot of people know Frankie Munoz from, too, so... Uh, another one of those uh, nostalgic TV shows from our childhood coming back, possibly. Uh, I guess I missed this one. HBO also uh, has a Green Lantern series being redeveloped. The series will now focus on Jon Stewart, 
which it was originally supposed to be Alan Scott and Guy Gardner, some of the other Green Lanterns. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Green Lantern. I know he's a he's a super uh, kind of what would you call it underrated hero. I think. Yeah, uh, he just he, he he, he, yeah, he doesn't get the love like some of the other ones do, but like uh, uh, in terms of his power, like whoa, he can do it. He can do a lot. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, just because obviously, right with the um, the Green Lantern, what controversy, right with the Ryan Reynolds version. And yeah, there was, an, there was another one, right? Wasn't there something else that can't kind of come out? Uh, he just he just hasn't gotten you know the love that these modern superheroes have gotten because I know his was pretty you know it was it was a lot older than these other ones, so it's kind of an unfair shake there to begin with. But we'll see what happens with with this next one. Yeah, we'll just wait and see. Hopefully, this is the one. This one is this one an animated series though? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. But wait and see, I guess again. Uh these next two I think are some that uh, you might find interesting. Uh one of them that I want to actually talk about a little bit, but this first one, uh we got our first look at Harry Melling and Christian Bale as Edgar Allan Poe and Augustus Landor in Scott Cooper's The Pale Blue Eye. Ooh. So being uh being an English teacher uh, how do you feel about uh, Edgar Allan Poe coming to the big screen? I, I actually, I'm actually a big fan of Edgar Allan Poe. I've read a lot of his poems, um, whether it's Lenore, obviously The Raven's another big one. Um, but Lenore is also actually one of the ones that I do find interesting. And again, this guy, crazy life, um, married his cousin, young, crazy, alcoholic, every, just everything you kind of just, It'd be a, it's gonna be a hell of a story, especially if they dramatize it for whatever you know what I mean. And um, I don't know, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, like even even the Baltimore Ravens, like if you think of if the NFL, you know, they're called the Baltimore Ravens because Edgar Allan Poe's Baltimore, Edgar Allan Poe, the and the Raven is a play off the poem. So obviously the influence is just astounding. So it's gonna be interesting, and I would have put it past them to you know see more or less where this goes. I think it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and with a big name like I'm not uh, familiar with Harry Milling, but with somebody like Christian Bale, just uh, that name value alone like makes you think like this this movie has to have potential. Mm-hmm. If if he's in it, he he sees something. So, yeah. Uh, this next one that I wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, James Cameron has made uh, some pretty crazy remarks about the DCU uh, and uh-huh. the MCU, talking about how. Uh, like as films that they're not made uh correctly like that they're just kind of like uh for younger audiences like uh he particularly attacked like the relationships let me see if i can get his quote exactly he says when i look at these big spectacular films i'm looking at you marvel and dc it doesn't matter how old the characters are they all act like they're in college they have relationships but they really don't they never hang They never hang up their spurs because of their kids. The things that really ground us and give us power, love, and a purpose, those characters don't experience it. And I think that's not the way you should make movies. What do you think of that? I mean, mean, he's a big name. Like, you you can't ignore the James Cameron name. So somebody big like that saying saying these things about these movies. And he's not the first big director right i think martin scorsese has been another one's cat said something true um, true 
and stuff like that. So obviously these big directors, they go into it as kind of an art form where these Marvel and DC guys, it's, it, they're popcorn flicks, you know, right. You know what I mean? They're, they're, um, stories that are made to just entertain the audience or for whatever. So I think they're reading, they might be reading too much into it. And again, to these guys, it's more of an art form, right? They make movies based on feelings, emotions. They make movies based off, you know, their, 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 what I say? I don't say skill. That's not the word I'm looking for. Their passion. Passion's the correct word. So, you you are going to have these things where these directors have these opinions, but ultimately, I think they're looking kind of too much into it. Really, really. Um, and we do have Avatar coming out, and I know James Cameron. You know, Avatar movies are synonymous with you know envir environmentalism and you know just big corporations you know big things coming into and destroying the the nature and stuff like that um so am i to, to each their own but ultimately i think that's what it is i think you just gotta separate the two understand which films are blockbuster popcorn flakes and which other ones do have meaning you know there's a criterion collection for a reason if you're not familiar with the criterion collection they're a a organization who deem movies as not to say must must watch movies but as essential to to movie viewing if you're uh, you know a fan of films and you do have everything from the original godzilla you have a fear and loathing in las vegas you have the seven seven samurai i've seen a couple i know uh, our boy ricky's a big fan of this criterion collection so you know if you if it depends what you're gonna go look look for these movies about so again james cameron does have a point you know when it comes to relationships and again being an english teacher you know uh, the way he said it you know these characters don't have lasting relationships um some are better than others, but again, when you're dealing with a universe like this this big, you're gonna have that. Um, so yeah, just to kind of jot it down, it's I think they're looking too much into it personally, um, and you gotta differentiate between popcorn flicks and artistic films. Yeah, it, it's just like you say. Uh, pretty much, it's an apples and oranges thing, you know. Like if if I'm gonna go watch, and it's it's even been like a little discussion that that we've had like amongst our friends group. Uh, particularly like with this uh, with this uh, latest Batman movie. I know one of the things for me was like, I wanted to see a little bit more Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, you all, even though I don't completely agree with it, I can understand when you all told me like, well, if I'm going to go see a Batman movie, like I don't want to see Bruce Wayne. I want to see Batman kick some butt, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I guess like there is kind of this apples and oranges thing. Yes, a lot of these bigger... Uh, name directors do go for like that uh, world building and want you to get big investment in characters. But when you're going to go see a superhero film, you kind of already know what you're getting. You know what you're going to see. Uh, like you say, popcorn flicks, you know. See, and what's interesting is that films like Batman uh, with Robert Pattinson and films like Joker with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. And those two movies are probably, I don't want to say the exception, but you can tell that there is some artistry going into those films just based off the, you know, and you, they mention relationships, right? It's the relationships yeah. or, you know, setting or, you know, just the tones, uh, the themes of those films and the way they're told. There is some art artistry between those two. And, come, and, and let's be honest, the Joker and Batman are totally different from stuff like Suicide Squad in DC, Wonder Woman in DC, uh, Aquaman in DC. Uh, obviously totally different from the Marvel films, right? Iron Man, Captain America, like think of those two films the way they are and you're given a combination of a superhero artist, art type movie. So it's kind of interesting mm -hmm. to kind of see that, you know, that balance. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree. hundred percent. So uh, again, big opinions by big names. 
But uh, I mean, to each their own. You know, some people want to go see a long, drawn-out story and have some kind of feelings. Other people just want to go see those explosions, those fights, the, the that craziness of some character you, you know, pretended to be when you were a kid. So, uh, to each their own. Uh, last couple of things I'll get into will be Sonic Prime. will be releasing December 15th on Netflix. Uh, I know with our, with our Sonic guy, I'm sure he's super pumped. He just said it. Confirmed. And uh, a controversial one, actually. Uh, there's been news uh, lately about Henry Cavill. He is going to be reprising uh, his role as Superman uh, going forward here in the uh, DCU. Um, and with that news, we are he uh, he is being replaced as uh, Geralt Rivia in the Witcher series for Witcher season four by Liam Hemsworth. A lot of people are very upset about this, going crazy about this, you know, not my Geralt or make it another Witcher uh, because there are multiple. Um, so people have been going crazy about this. But I guess, you know, with him going back to uh, DC, going to be Superman again, uh, I don't know how much that affected this change or what else kind of is playing a part in this. But we are getting this change and it is a big one, especially with the Witcher being super popular. I think it's because Henry Cavill coming out of Superman and Superman, James Gunn, I think there's going to be that huge commitment. So he obviously couldn't commit to both, um, especially with the return of Superman and I guess the direction that they're going in. So something's big is happening on the DCverse. That was my initial reaction when they announced that Henry Cavill wasn't going back. I know some people are, are really upset also, which is strange to me because, yeah, Henry Cavill kind of fit. He seemed older. Liam Hemsworth is, I think he's going to surprise people. I wasn't totally against it. Keep in mind that the novels the witcher's a little bit a little bit younger than a henry cavill than what i saw which kind of mm -hmm. blew me away i was like yeah like liam hemsworth is think of it he he's a young henry cavill witcher especially if he bulks up a little yeah. bit but yeah. because remember i think the netflix timeline is following the books but if they do plan on going into the games he's a little he's older in the games and even then maybe if they did the whole games route and whatever he might be obviously a little bit uh, like the Henry Cavill, you know, what you see from him. But I'm not totally against it. And again, I've only seen a few. Um, I, I know people think, you know, and Henry Cavill is just that, you know, nerd, you know, geek who does appreciate the Witcher for what it is. So we'll kind of see more or less where, where, where it goes from. But I'm always open to kind of, you know, giving things a shot unless it's totally crazy. But this to me isn't crazy. And again, obviously something big mm. is going on with DC. And Liam Hemsworth, by all means, is no... No rando and no slouch. Yeah, he's no slouch <laughs> at all. And yes, it, you know, being a, a big, I, I didn't play The Witcher. We talked about it before. I, I didn't play enough of The Witcher to be familiar with everything too much, but uh, more so like the cast and how everybody would always talk about like the, um, what do you call it? The uh, connection that they had him with the, the some of the other characters on set, uh, and all that, like, yes, we're going to miss that. But if it means that we're getting Superman back, like the Superman, because let's be honest, like Henry Cavill is the Superman. The Superman, like, he, yeah. He, he's perfect for, for that role. Uh, and if they're going to stick by that commitment that we've talked about and everything kind of being renewed and better, you know, I'm I'm okay with it. And like you said, Liam, Liam uh, Hemsworth is no slouch. I'm sure he'll pick it up. Uh, change change is tough for a lot of people, but uh, I I think it, it's gonna work out. I think it's gonna work out. So I think so too. Uh, last thing I have here, 
is going to be we got the I haven't even seen this yet. I don't know if you did. I posted it right before we started recording. Uh we got a new trailer for Disney's Willow. I know you're you're familiar with this. I'm not. So yeah, the OG messes with me. And I mentioned a while back, me and my brother was it about a year and a half ago, a year ago. We resaw it and it's, it kind of holds up. Val Kilmer is just amazing, but I don't think Val Kilmer is coming and coming back into this one. Uh, just because, you know, he's, he is older and he is, um, he's, he does have issues with his health and stuff like that. So, you know, um, but yeah, Warwick Davis looks amazing. I hope it holds up. Um, I the fantasy's always kind of been a little childish, even in, in the film and stuff like that. So I hope they give a more dark, you know, more mature tone here. Uh, but we'll see. I haven't checked out the trailer just because I didn't know you had, you know, just it was right now. Um, but I, I will be checking that out in a few after this and kind of see what's up with it. Okay. Uh, so again, we try to give it to you super fast. Again, we fail. Or maybe maybe an hour and a half, two hours is is fast for some people. So maybe we're nailing it. But uh, as far as uh, TV, gaming, anime, that's all I had. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to throw in there. No, no, that, that's everything. Uh, we are going to have our discussion. It's going to be an open discussion. So if you'd like to join us, just kind of see what we talk about, what we get into, by all means, feel free to join us. Uh, feel free to listen. Uh, we will be posting that up soon. We will be posting up the news soon. And again, we apologize for the late um, posts. But, you know, better late than never. We do try to get to these two out to you weekly. I know we do have some engagements, prior engagements that we do get into. So again, we are human. Please, you know, forgive us. Um, but nonetheless, thank you for joining us. Uh, Rico, anything else before we wrap up and get into our discussion? Uh, uh, happy Halloween to you all and be safe out there. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it.